Yes, indeed. Good afternoon, Stephen. This case started at 10 o'clock. There were quite a couple of housekeeping matters that had to be dealt with because there are in total 17 advocates in court uh, and uh, nine respondents apart from the applicant in the case and then five other friends of the court, or amici curiae as they're known. So uh, there were quite a number of uh, issues that needed to be dealt with. But at about uh, 11 o'clock, uh, proceedings started with the applicant presenting its case. At the moment, the uh, counsel on behalf of the six schools is presenting the six schools case. Okay, just unpack uh, some of the people, uh, I don't want to say who are in your corner, but who are supporting uh, you as FEDSAS in the view you're taking uh, this, because as I said, it, it's going to be a very important ruling one way or the other. Um, who has come Absolutely. in? Who has come, you know, along with you to support your defence of this well, position? Well, there's, there's also another uh, school governing body association, the National uh, School Governing Body Association (NASGB), uh, National Association for School Governing Bodies. They broadly in support of our views, and then there are some of the friends of the courts who also support our views. That namely. Uh, calls for justice, the Council for the Promotion and Protection of Religious Freedom, uh, and uh, also AFRI Forum and uh, Solidarity. In terms of the, the case which is being being made, and of course we'll sort of get further on exactly the way this one is being ordered by the organization which uh, bid this, they particularly identified uh, six schools in particular, I suppose because of the specific nature of the way religion is used in those schools. Can you describe how religion is used in those schools? I mean, there's one just down the road from me. It's the Hur School in Linden. Yes. Basically, um, all of these schools uh, declare that they they have a Christian ethos. Now, our argument is that a a school has has the right constitutionally, like any other institution or individual, to declare and manifest a particular directional choice. So the directional choice in the case of the six schools is a Christian uh, directional choice or ethos, if you wish, or like world and life view. Um, and uh, the other, the, the, then they do have um, religious observances such as uh, scripture reading and prayer, prayer at assembly. Uh, prayer before or after classes in the case of two schools um, and uh, at formal school functions such as prize giving etc they would have uh, also religious observances in some of the uh, school anthems there is a reference to deity which they are opposed to the applicant Um, in some of the rituals that the school may have and its motto, for example, and the school badge, um, there, there are various forms of references to a deity. Uh, then <clears throat> what the um, applicant is also seeking is an order prohibiting the possession by the schools of material written by Christian authors. Um, some of them would have um, 
as part of the library's uh, books uh, of a Christian nature or rather a religious nature. Mr. Colditz, where do these schools and what happens with a person who is not uh, a practicing Christian? Are they? Do they have no place in these schools? I mean, we're dealing with um, no, 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 public no, no, institutions. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, uh, the Constitution and the South African Schools Act guarantees the uh, the right to those people who do not want to participate to be to 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 not participate. So. Both the Constitution and the South African Schools Act makes provision for the fact that an appropriate authority, such as the school governing body, may determine the rules for these religious observances, provided that um, they're conducted on an equitable basis, meaning that if you're making provision for, say, a majority Christian grouping in the school, there must also be uh, equitable treatment of those who do not want to participate. Um, even making provision if you have substantial numbers of other learners in the school of uh, other religions, for them also to have their own uh, religious observances. And then secondly, the important proviso in the Constitution and in the Schools Act is that participation uh, must at all times be free and voluntary for all learners and staff at the school. But doesn't uh, this whole sort of, uh, you know, how should we say it, uh, complete ethos uh, presented from for one religion, and I don't want to single out Christianity here, even though yeah. people have the right to, to practice their own religions and, uh, you know, be that in the school, does that not overt presentation of one particular ethos then potentially alienate people because they will know that that is, um, you know, represents that thing and that doesn't, I'm not comfortable with that. So in a way, it artificially forces people away from the school. Well, that's one, that's one view that one can take of it. The other point is that we, and we're emphasizing the point is that in schools, as part of the curriculum, we now have religion education, teaching children about the different religions uh, in, that one would find in the world and particularly in South Africa, and thereby creating uh, recognition and tolerance for different viewpoints, different world and life views, different religions. And we believe that these rules and the um, manner in which schools function should be such as that to celebrate the, the diversity we find so that no one will feel excluded but rather included, and therefore we're saying that all the religions that are to be found in the school, and even those who don't want to believe, non-believers, their right to be what they are should be acknowledged, should be recognized, and should in fact be celebrated without doing away with those who want uh, religious observances in the schools. The CEO of FEDSAS is Paul Colditz speaking to us about uh, the case.